Welcome to the Boss Lady Podcast. If you desire to make your life extraordinary, to reach and exceed your personal and professional goals, and to learn from other strong leaders, then the Boss Lady Podcast is for you. As a mother, wife, and former CEO, I will share lessons and stories of personal and professional successes and failures. Join my co-host, Al Smith, and me as we break down strategies, tools, and techniques that will enhance your professional and personal growth. I am Teresa Rand, and this is the Boss Lady Podcast. Welcome to the Boss Lady Podcast. I'm Al Smith here with Teresa Rand, who's the founder of Boss Lady, as well as Teresa Rand Consulting. And Teresa, um, hey, congratulations. We went live. We went live. You went live. I just so showed up. So much fun. Um, for those that was a home that, run. Uh, it was awesome. We had such a great evening. For anybody that's listening that didn't know, we had our first live event in over a year, almost exactly a year to the day. <clears throat> before our boss lady, our local boss lady here in Volusia County went virtual, like the rest of the world went virtual. We had a kickoff last week, and uh, we had a great turnout. We got a <laughs> bunch say. of new members, wow. we had some good food. You know what? This is a really light drinking group, though. I bought the wine that I bought, the wine, the beer, and the water, I ended up taking more than half of the alcohol back. When I mm. walked back into Total Wine, they, the guy that sold it to me, he was like, did nobody show up to your party? I said, no, they showed up. They just didn't drink a lot. So yeah. there you go. Well, Bob and I did what we could. I, well, my husband <laughs> brought some special beer for the few gentlemen, Bobby and um, Jake and a couple other yes. specially invited guests. So, but it was a great event. We got yeah, a lot really of energy good. going around about it, and lots of fun things happening. So that was really exciting. Was and then still keeping up with career cultivators. This week's training on career cultivators is going to be on the imposter syndrome. Do you know what that is? Mm. No. Yeah. Tell me. Bobby's like, hmm. I'm going to read you a definition of it, and then it'll make sense and why, actually, I chose that subject to do a training on a career website. Imposter syndrome is loosely defined as doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud. It Mm. disproportionately affects high-achieving people who find it difficult to accept their accomplishments. They question whether they're deserving of accolades. Mm. And lots of people have it. And you don't realize they have it. And typically, more women have it than men because men are grown up being rewarded for being competitive and rewarded for winning and and women not so much. That's changing. But it's when you just don't feel like you're ever good enough or smart enough or pretty enough or talented enough or whatever, even when you are. Yeah. And other people don't see that, so it's going to be a fun conversation. I would have guessed the total opposite of that. I would have guessed people pretending to be something they're not. Well, there but, are those people, but we, we, <laughs> I run across a lot they, of those. They people. have different names. <laughs> <laughs> we want to be like them. No. <sighs> so anyway, that's the next training on career cultivators, uh, which good. is a private Facebook group. You can find all the information about everything we have going on on TeresaRanConsulting.com. But I can't let tonight go, Al, without you bringing up the Grammys, because yeah. you're my music 
yeah. friend, music buff friend. Yeah, and I, I, uh, I was a little uh, out of sorts that I decided to get to see as much as I wanted to. Can't believe that. I know. Yeah. But um, women seem to, to rule, the, about, rule the night. Wow. For sure. They certainly did. Beyonce, Taylor Swift. Some of them, I have to admit, the first hour... I told Bob, I said, I really feel like I'm getting old because I haven't heard of a lot of these right. people. And then when they'd play their songs, I still hadn't heard of them until they got about an hour right. in. And then I was like, ah, got it. I know who Taylor Swift is. Well, Taylor Swift, I'll say this. Uh, I've always admired Taylor Swift's uh, songwriting ability yeah. and the, the, the quality and quantity of, of material she gets out. But it, I've never really related to her music yeah. in the sense it was I'm a bit older. Right. And, and a man, but I this last album she did is uh, I was like I, I even put it on Facebook one day. It's like I, suddenly I'm into Taylor it's Swift. So funny! I've heard so many people say really that, good. including myself. I think my oldest daughter and I just had this conversation that that last album she's just multi talented. Yeah. And then did you happen to see Bruno Mars and his new? If you didn't, you have to yeah. go back and see that. It looked like the Temptations had come back yeah, alive. He's, he's just. Uh, so I don't know. know. I didn't know the guy that he partnered with, but it's called Sonic Silk. Silk. Something. I'm getting it all mm -hmm. wrong. I'm sure, but it was so awesome. I'll leave the door open. It was such a great song. Yeah. <laughs> such a great song. I so, will definitely go back. And yeah, I, so I'm a big. Go I'm back big and, yeah, I'm big on him. He's really. Good. I know because we were at your house, the Super Bowl, when he did the Super Bowl. Oh, man, that was great. And that was great. And then I heard the next day on one of those shows that the guy that did the Super Bowl this year, the weekend. The weekend. Yeah. He was mad because none of his songs won. He said he wasn't going to turn in any more of his songs to be nominated. I was like, "Well, it was, it was, that makes uh, a lot of sense." Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's trying to make uh, a competition. I mean, I have a little issue with making a competition mm -hmm. music a competition because it's, it's so much whatever you like, like and personal and pop yeah. is obviously pop is 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 worth yeah, that, and that's why course. you don't know because pop is what what. It happens to be yeah. happening on the pop radio or whatever, right? Wherever people listen to radio or music now. But I will say, I got to throw one in John Prine, who was a oh, uh, yeah, they, his, I uh, thought about you when they were big, doing that. Yep, big time, heavy influence. If you hadn't ever, and I got to see John Prine twice wow. in the last year of his life, and he died of COVID, which was just yeah. tragic. So sad. I, I, I get bro, every yeah. I think about it because here's a guy comes back, he he great, wrote great songs with the sense of humor that you had to pay attention yeah. to. And when he had his big comeback, right, his last album came out, and a lot of it was about the end of life, right. and dealing with death, and dealing with getting older, and all the things we're all dealing yeah. with, right? Uh, it was an interview him one time, and he said, "They said, well, what do you think about your uh, your resurgence? You know, you're more." He goes, "Well, people finally got the joke." Oh <laughs> so, wow, yeah. So I was really right. happy that that he won, and, yeah. and this whole Americana um, music, which is something I'm really yeah. into now. Uh, he he won that, and yeah. he's kind of the grand. He's kind of the grand poopa right. of the whole movement. Right. So it kind of worked yeah. out that way. Yeah, but they, yeah, it's it's uh, women. You know, women did. Women We're taking did over the world. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they tell us. <laughs> so, what about a good random thought of the day? Think it's time. I think it's time. All right. As always, the random thought of the day. I try to make it fit with our guest, and it'll make sense when we introduce our guests in a few minutes. But this is from Coco Chanel. You know who that is? Right? I do. And she said, elegance is when the beauty on the inside is as beautiful as the outside. Right? Can't argue with that. You cannot argue with that. That's really good. If you're not 
beautiful on the inside. It really doesn't matter what you look like on the outside at the end of the day. And how right? many how many pretty women or good looking guys uh, you've seen that would have the had just no self esteem? Yeah. It's always yeah. amazing to the rest of us, right? Yeah. But uh, well, you know, this is probably just a little side note, but if Jennifer Lopez's boyfriend can cheat on her, I just don't yeah, know what chance yeah. the rest What's of up, us man? have. Yeah. <laughs> What? You yeah. know, it's like, man. Yeah. Anyway, little yeah. side note side there. Note, yeah. So we'll take a break. Yeah, we'll be right back. Whether you're an entrepreneur climbing the corporate ladder or a work from home parent, you are a boss. Together, we're cultivating your personal and professional growth. Check out TeresaRanConsulting.com today to find out more about this movement. So, Al, we got another good guest tonight. I'm going to start out reading. They, they just keep I just, know. You just um, what's the word I'm looking for? They just manis- keep you, manifesting. You, you manifest this. Yeah, sense. you just talk and talk and talk, and somebody knows somebody, and somebody yeah. knows somebody. But another friend of mine is a member of Sherry's tribe, I'll call it, and she'll tell us about that. But let me introduce her first, and let's jump right in. As the visionary of Fashion Meets Fate, Sherry Brandell inspires thousands of women each year to new levels of confidence at conferences around the globe and through her YouTube channel, Style Tips with Sherry. With a reassuring heart and effervescent spirit, she helps women see themselves the way God might. The author, I love this, the author of Help Me Jesus, I Have Nothing to Wear. She is also (laughs) the founder of the nicest style community on the internet and the best-selling capsule wardrobe course, The 27 Hanger Closet. She is passionate about sharing the love of Christ through the avenue of outer appearance. So welcome, Sherry. Thank you. So happy to be here. I cannot write or say the name of that book without laughing and smiling, because it's like... I I just can't do it. I mean, how many times are, I have nothing to wear, I have nothing to wear... You know, and the men in your life are going, oh, my gosh, you have 4,000 things in that closet. How can you have nothing <laughs> and to we're, wear? And we're asking Jesus for help, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, obviously, I did a little research. My friend, uh, Cheryl, told me about you. I, I don't know how long she's been a member of your group, but she had brought it up several times. She brought a notebook one time, and then she said, you know, I think she'd be a good podcast guest. And I said, I think so, too. And next thing I knew, she was introducing me, and here we are. So I appreciate you taking the call. Thank you. Absolutely. Happy to be here. So I certainly want to hear about your book, but I was uh, actually working out with a friend today, and I was telling her about what we're the podcast tonight, and I told her about the 27 Hanger Closet. She said, I'm going home and look that course up right (laughs) now. (laughs) So we'll talk a little bit about that. But tell me, Sherry, how, how did this come to be? What, what's your start? Because it looks like from the research I did, it's been around a little while. I, I have been around. <laughs> I didn't say you had been around a little while. <laughs> <laughs> I said your business had been. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yes, it has been around since 2005. Okay. So we are 10, 16 years old wow. now. Yeah, we've been around a while. Um, Oh, well, I have a degree in fashion merchandising and have always been in the fashion industry in one way or another. I started out in uh, cosmetics in a store where I was the 
just a behind the counter and then moved to management and then moved to becoming the buyer of the, of the, the cosmetics department and um, just really got fascinated when I would watch women come from South America and how fabulously they were dressed. Mm. And I just started making a study of them. Just, okay, what is making them look so put together? And about that time was when Color Me Beautiful came on the oh, scene. I remember that. Oh, you were younger. I was right. warm. So, yeah. You were warm. <laughs> yep. right. And so, um, so it was, you know, just kind of one of those things that I was, I mean, again, like, oh my goodness, I got to go get training for that. And so I did. And after that, I opened up an image consulting firm in Miami and dressed mostly female executives. That was my niche market and um, helped women who were on their way up in their careers look good, like really dress right. them for, you know, partnership or whatever it is they were, they were going for in their, in their businesses. I, I concentrated mostly on female attorneys. Okay. And then um, just mean one thing led to another and I ended up moving to North Carolina and um, really just felt the Lord's telling me to take my message into women in the church. And of course I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) We can't talk about outer beauty. But, um, but you know, I only prayed about it for seven years. I'm a little slow (laughs) when it came to that. (laughs) But um, then um, I did. And in fact, um, one of my friends was having lunch with a friend one day and she said, have you ever, you know, do you ever hear Proverbs 31 or listen to, you know, Lisa Turkhurst? And I said, no, I didn't really know, you know, I heard her on the radio. That's it. She said, well, I think you should call her. And so I did. And Lisa answered the phone and we had a nice conversation and she invited me to train her speakers at a speaker conference and the rest is history. I had 50 speaking engagements after that first um, conference that I spoke at and here it is. Here I am 16 years later. Wow. What a great story. You know, when we listen and, and um, we have a pastor on once a month and um, so Mm. we'll, let's be good conversation when Katie comes back. But when we listen to that still quiet voice, um, whether we're Christian or whatever your, your religion might be for our listeners, it's all about taking time to listen but then you got to take action at some point when you keep hearing God whispering the same thing over and over. Absolutely. So I love that story. Love that story. Well, I have so many questions. Uh, let's start <laughs> with when you mentioned executive dressing, what mm-hmm. changes have you seen? And uh, Just a quick story. Wow. I remember when I first went to work and had my first executive level job, my mom telling me, always wear a jacket. Whatever room you go in, put on a jacket. So I followed that advice for years. And, of course, more often than not, I was the only woman in the room. So your jacket, the men had on jackets. And we spent time really kind of dressing like the men, you know, the men's pantsuits. And that's not the case anymore. So what kind of changes? How do you – I'm trying to figure out the question in that. But young women get by without jackets all the time now. <laughs> well, they do. Except now we're on Zoom all the time, That's and true. jackets are a really good thing again. And so, yeah, I think I think the you know style had its you know way through through the years where we dressed like men, and then it was dressed you know just then just dressed like the best woman that you can be. Right. And so 
there, you know, it, and it's fallen in line with fashion. But I think what's happened also over the last couple of years, prior to COVID even, uh, well, definitely prior to COVID, is that office dressing started getting going the other direction. Mm. And so the people just weren't dressing for the office anymore. Um, banks were having, you know, they went from casual Friday to casual every single day of the week. Right. And it was, you know, it really was, um, you know, we've seen what's happened, you know, in, in, in fashion, just kind of go like a nosedive, honestly. And then COVID hit. And I mean, nobody's dressing right. anymore. I mean, sweats and people are getting on Zoom meetings in their pajamas. And it's just, so wrong. Yeah. And so, and I say wrong because we are the only, I mean, we're representing ourselves. And so we are, you know, we're, we're looking on the zoom meeting and, you know, haven't even brushed our hair for the day. Right. And so, it, you know, hopefully people are going to be getting back to work, but I don't know. It, it seems like going to be working from home for a long time. Right. So, yeah. You know, I hadn't thought about that, but I was on a call this morning and there was probably 14 people on the call. And this young woman that used to work with me now works for the local hospital. And I remember thinking how nice she looked this morning and she had on a jacket. And when I think back, wow. I think she was the only person in the on the Zoom that had on a jacket. Wow. And I consciously remember thinking how uh, um, Micah's her name hopefully she'll listen to this <laughs> I remember yeah. thinking wow Micah Go looks Micah. really nice she had on a nice little crisp white I, I couldn't tell if it's linen but a nice crisp white jacket and she looked all yeah. professional and really nice so it's funny yeah. that you would say that because I, I quickly noticed that this morning yeah. and you know we used to have to wear hose and we used to have to do all these oh, things for sure oh, I, yeah. I know when I first came to Florida or came to Daytona as the CEO of, of the YMC organization in our counties and they had casual Friday and I banned casual Friday. I was not, not um, a great first move for a brand new CEO, <laughs> was right. it? but blue jeans that they were wearing jeans with holes in them. And this was when the underwear would show in the back if they leaned no. over. So I just completely banned casual Friday I was there 11 years, and I brought it back. The last two years, a couple of staff came to me, and they came with a full job, just, uh, 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 one sheet or on what kind of jeans uh-huh. could be worn if I would let them wear jeans again. So oh, yeah. I did. I, I've, I've been pulled into right dress codes for companies. I bet. I've, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, one of the things that I do is I speak to speakers and writers, so I, you know, do a lot of training in that way. And one of the things I tell them is that you always should wear a layering piece to a, to whether you're meeting with a publisher, whether you're on a um, meeting with even your agent or um, whatever it is, even if you're, whether it's Zoom or in person. So it's funny that you bring up the jacket. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's just, it's fascinating to watch how, how fashions come and go. Uh, but yeah. I do think we're making a swing back to a little little more dress as opposed to so casual. But on the other yeah, hand, so. I'm glad that we can dress as women. We can still be feminine sure. and not yeah. have to wear you know, uh, a man's suit, which we, we did mm-hmm. for a long time. So yeah. tell me about your book. I, I have not read the book. Uh, Help me, Jesus. I have nothing to wear. What kind of insight <laughs> is in your book for our listeners? 
Oh, goodness. Well, it um, is a full style guide for women. And basically, the tagline is it's the go-to guide for all shapes and sizes. Mm. And so, really, I think as women, we do stand in front of the mirror and say, oh, my goodness, I don't have anything to wear. And so, I have developed some guidelines over the years as to um, how to dress for your body shape, your coloring, your frame size. And those we don't want everybody to look cookie cutter right? and people will say, well, I can just dress however I want. Well, true. But unfortunately that's why a lot of women don't have confidence in their outer appearance because they haven't been taught and they don't have some guidelines to go by. Right. And so, you know, we just throw things on and, and it's like, well, does this go together or not? And so, um, so this book really takes you from beginning to end and will help you to just look your very best. That's great. Well, I can't wait to get a copy. I promise you I'm going to get a copy because it just is fascinating to me. And then also, um, I was going to ask you about, you on your website, and um, you can give us that website information. Of course, we'll post it when we share the podcast. But you have different, I don't know if, if the proper word is quizzes, but What's the word you use for those things we can go play around on that are on your website? Oh, God. We have, yeah, we have a couple assessments, I would say, that you could take. Yeah, yeah. So one is a color test. And so if you don't know your color, you can actually, you can either go to my website, which is fashionmeetsafe.com, or a super way that you can just go direct is colorcodequiz.com. Oh, perfect. And that will take you easy there. And you put in your hair color, put in your eye color, put in your skin color, and there are different pictures to choose from. Like, oh, yeah, this one looks more like me and that one. And then out will come your assessment as to which color code you are. And we have six different categories. And so based on your color category, you will get, um, you can, you know, you have 36 colors that look the best on you, which you can either purchase as a as digital swatches or $10, you get all of those plus the trend colors, or you can get fabric swatches and those are, oh, wow. uh, they're a little more, but you can have those mailed to you. But, um, and then the other thing on my website, on the Fashion Meets Safe website is we have a, um, uh, a way, a worksheet for you to determine your signature style statement. And a lot of women will say, and one of the, a big question that I always get is, I don't know my style. How do I know what clothes to pick? And so there's a way that you can, there's a worksheet and there are, there's a word bank on there and it gives you all the instructions on how to determine your signature style statement. And basically it's choosing two adjectives and a noun and um, just it's something that describes yourself and it's not something to tell others. So it's not like you're going to say, oh, this is, this is my, you know, this is what I am. So don't feel bad choosing words that you may not want to say to somebody, right. right? Like if you like the word dynamic, choose the word dynamic. Nobody's going to know what that is. Like you might pick um, stylish. It's just to remind you, okay, I want to look dynamic in my clothes. I want to look fashionable. And then your noun might be powerhouse or it might be encourager. It might be coach. So you choose the words and then dress according to that. Um, the next thing as, and, and you know, whether if somebody is a Christian and they're listening, you could do a word search in the Bible and pull different, um, 
you know, look at your word, look it up in the Bible, and then connect it that way as well. And um, it's just a really nice, deep dive that you can go into. Mm -hmm. I know. I went on there on research, and I I went down one of those rabbit holes in the middle of my work day. I was like, I got to get out of here. I got to get out of here. I'll have to come back to it because it's one of those fun, uh, useful websites. So, thank you. You know, you've been in business since 2005, and I mean, I, I... Assuming the internet was part of your business, probably not as big as it is now. Sure. What Mm -hmm. lessons have you learned along the way about different ways to market your business, different ways, you know, I'm sure you you go out as a speaker, now it's virtual. So what are some things you've learned along the way for those of us that are just embarking on this consulting type work? I would say that one of the things that I've learned is that I wish I would have gotten help earlier on. Mm. You know, we always think, oh, you know, we can't afford it, you know, when we're, but honestly, I'm not sure we can't not afford it because if you are a vision caster, if you're somebody who really has big dreams for your business and you really, you can see the big picture, you're probably not somebody that also can put it into action. Mm. All the things that need put yep. into action. And so even if you can get somebody to trade with you or get somebody just to work, you know, five hours a week or something, you know, $10 an hour or something, I don't know what, right. what yep. pay is nowadays, but, you know, but, but, you know, get somebody to help you or get a mentor, get a business coach, somebody to really, you know, help direct. Because here's the thing, if I were to look back, at, you know, 16 years ago when I first started, um, so that would be the one thing I would definitely have gotten help earlier. But the second thing is I would have, and, and I would say when you're consistent in something, just keep going, hmm. even if you don't see the fruit. So one of the things I didn't do, I'll tell you one thing I did do and one thing I didn't do. Okay. One thing I didn't do that I regret is that I didn't continue blogging because I started blogging when it was brand new. Right. Oh. And because I didn't see the fruit right away and I'm not, I don't really consider myself a writer. Yes, I've written a couple books, but it's not like, it's not, it's not, it doesn't come easy for me. Right. Right. And so, but I do wish I would have continued that because I think I would have seen, you know, fruit there. Yeah. Um, but the thing that I did do is that I always collected email addresses every event that I went to. And so that has allowed me to communicate with my audience over the years. And, um, and I see a lot of people not doing that. They don't have a freebie to give away. They don't have a, a place for them to sign up, you know, on their website right. or something. And I mean, I see a lot of people do that and everything else can be taken away from you. I mean, everything, social media, Facebook could go down, Instagram could go down, um, but they can't take your email list away yeah. from you. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And Great so, advice. Yeah, yeah. That's what I would. That's what I would say. C- can I just <laughs> jump in because I you you really yeah. hit on two very important things for anybody starting a business or in a business. One is don't be afraid to give away what you, what you know for free in, in, right. in a consistent way, like you said with blogging or however you however you do it, newsletters, whatever. And then even more importantly, what you said, which is creating your own list, having your own. Being able to hold on to your customers um, or your clients, whatever whatever adjective you want to use, 
is so key, and I see so many people not doing it, and they're always right. spending their money on on some marketing vehicle to get new people when new people mm-hmm. don't pay the bills like the people you already have and taking good care of them. And so I just, mm-hmm. it's very profound what you said. I just want to jump yeah, in. Yeah, and I just, uh, I feel like I need to say for our listeners, full transparency, I did not know that you were going to give that answer because yeah. Al <laughs> and I constantly yeah. talk about the uh, using coaches. Um, oh, really? Yeah, oh, it's so important. All the time we talk about it, and Al gives the analogy that, you know, Tiger Wood has three or four coaches, a strength coach, yeah. a golf coach, a whatever, whatever. And I've used a coach. I st- I actually had a call with my coach today that was talking about my too. list and what I'm going to do and what landing page I'm sending people to and what am I giving away. Wow. I mean, like almost yeah. verbatim, oh. the things you just oh, said. Um, so I can't, um, and, and it is money spent, but. Geez, I can't imagine where I'd be right now. You buy speed. If I didn't have my coaches that I've used. Yeah, yeah. You know, another thing that um, I heard it put this way at a conference I went to a few years ago, and um, is that we all need a conversion factory. Mm. And our conversion factory, for me, is my YouTube channel. So it's the place where you give free information. Right. Right. And so for somebody, it might be a blog for you guys, maybe your podcast. Right. Right. But it's your conversion factory where people get to hear you and see you and and listen. And then from there, you never sell anything on your conversion factory. You leave them out to your free thing that you give away. And so people are all so that it's the place that is always, you know, getting new people. Right. And so, you know, it's hard to do a YouTube video every single week, but I do it, you know? Yeah. And, and it's, you know, I'll say to somebody, so how did you hear about me? YouTube, you know? It's always, oh, YouTube, okay. So, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, and the podcast is that for, for me. Um, it is. Know, and thankfully, sure. Al convinced me to start this, <laughs> uh, kicking and screaming. I was scared yeah. to death, but... Um, I was telling, I think it might have been Bobby today, that as I go back and look at our numbers, you know, they tend to go up at random times. Uh, but every time a podcast drops, my views on LinkedIn go up, the hits to my Facebook page. So I can't make that direction, you know, you listened and you went here. But there's, it's not a coincidence that every Thursday and Friday, those LinkedIn views and all those things go up as podcasts are listened to. And um we're we're not quite well, big enough that we're making any money off this podcast. I'm spending a little, but that's not the whole right. point. The point is, it's, it's just not. another point of contact for people to get to yeah. know you and trust you. Yeah, exactly. Al, you were trust, no, trust yeah. the expert. I mean, doing a trusted expert and whatever it is, you know, right? Like, yeah, in fashion. Uh-huh. I mean, having that YouTube channel. Besides, you get a lot of you getting people to watch it over time, and it's like you said. You stop the blog, whatever it is. You got to do it over time, consistently over a long period of time. Exactly. You got to do the work. You know? just, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, Sherry, give us your website one more time for people to go Fashion, to. Sure. Fashionmeetsfaith.com. Fashionmeetsfaith.com. So I encourage everybody that's listening. And I assume it's men and women because men, I know my husband. No, I don't. You don't? Uh, it's do, not. Okay. No. So it's sorry, just guys. Women. It's not. They could, they could take the color test, but it's going to be women's faces. Okay. You know, I mean, but they're still, if they put in the right information, they're still going to, they're going to learn their color. So okay. that is, they, they can do that. Yes. That would be good because my husband is historically worn khaki, khaki, <laughs> and 
khaki that, and navy. And I've gotten him out a little bit out of that box, but it's not easy to do. And you see different men's clothes now where, you know, it used to be you put a plaid with the solids, you know, but yeah. now it's like anything goes. And I struggle sometimes with helping him with what colors and what <laughs> goes with what. <laughs> so, exactly. I just exactly. go put on the navy suit again. <laughs> We know it works. <laughs> we know it works. You look good on We you know too. it works. You look good in it. So so I want to end um, with some random questions um, yeah, to have you go. answer. So. Oh, boy. <laughs> and just whatever comes off the top of your head, there's no right or wrong. It's just kind of a fun way that we um, end our podcast with all of our guests. So are you ready? <laughs> ready as I'll ever be. All right. Great. So what one piece of advice would you give your younger self? Oh, wow. Learn to say no. Oh, that's a powerful (laughs) one, especially for women. But yeah, because setting those boundaries, that that could be a whole other podcast, Sherry. But yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So what book are you reading now? Or if you're reading a book? I am. Actually, I'm reading two. Well, I just finished one. I'm actually reading three. But um, so I kind of go back and forth. Vivid Vision. I just finished that one. Um, And it is fabulous. Cameron, I can't think of his last name. Cameron's his first name. And it's a, I'm setting a three-year vision for your company. Oh, wow. And not a one-year, not a two, not a 10, but it is excellent. Okay. Excellent. I think I finished it in three days. I had that to my um, list. <clears throat> yep. The next one, I I am a Genesis Bill Collins fan from just way back. So that probably tells you how old I am. But I am listening to the auto or the autobiography of Phil Collins. Ah, there you go, Al. Well. Genesis. Yeah. 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 What was the name of that? And, I'm trying to think of the name of that. Uh, n- not dead yet. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. I knew it was. Clever. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. And then I'm listening to Brene Brown's new book. And yeah. you know what? She's had so many, and I can't even tell you what the name I of know, it is. I just started I it yesterday. She's fascinating yeah. anyway, whatever yeah, she writes. She is. I've yeah. never read, I never have read any of her books before. Yeah, I've read Dare and to so Lead. So this one was highly one. recommended. <clears throat> so I thought, well, I'll wait. So that's what I'm doing. All right. Good deal. All your guests yeah. have. Oh, I actually have a fourth one, too. Oh, yeah. I am reading every morning. I'm reading 1,000 Gifts by Ann Bothkamp. Which I've read before, and now I'm reading again. 1,000 so. Gifts. Is that like a devotional type book? It's not. It's not. It's not. It's, it was her very first New York Times bestseller. Okay. And it's kind of her story, but there's I don't. There's never been a better writer okay. than her. I don't I know if you've ever read her too. book. I haven't. Wow. Yeah. yeah. The Way of Abundance is high. I highly, that's a daily devotional, like okay. 60 devotional. It's incredible. Perfect. But, yeah. Well, Al's eyes, he just kind of looked when you said you were reading two or three or four books. Yes, it's like well, it's, every guest, every I'm an avid reader. And so that's why I asked that question, because it's a great way for me to keep having books in my own uh, yeah. file to go to when I run out of one. Exactly. Um, and I usually am reading a business book, and then I'm listening to an audio book, and then I usually yep. have one I'm reading for fun. So, yeah. Um, the Vivid Vision I, I listen to on Audible, and I'm going to order it. So I have it to make notes in yeah, because it's one of those books that I would say it's probably better to have yeah. on, 
in hand than to be on Audible. Yeah. So. I just did that with uh, Speak with Impact, which was a guest that we had on last week. She's written a book, mm. Washington Post bestseller called Speak with Impact. And I bought her book, too, because of that reason. Oh, good. Listen yeah. to it first. But then I wanted to refer back. So, okay. Yeah. Dog or cat? Cat. Cat. All right. Yes. So you, you own- I know. That's unusual. Most people say dog. Most but people I, say I dog. Like them both, but I got to have a cat. Always uh, okay, good deal. This is a good question for you uh, that I ask all the guests. Yeah, but if you were a color, what color would you be and why? Green. And I'd be green because it looks good on me. And <laughs> <laughs> I have red hair. And because it would always remind me to just go for it. Ah, perfect. Great answer. We get some yeah. fascinating answers for, oh, for that one. I love that yeah. question. Well, I want to say thank you so much for being on the show. And I know I learned something. I'm going to go back in my spare time, not my work time, and play around on your website and do Good. some of those little assessments and things because, you know, we can always, I was literally just talking to a friend today about, you know, we just, as we get older, we don't know what to wear you don't want to be too trendy mm-hmm. but you don't want to be you know look like your mother or grandmother my mother looks fabulous mom if you're listening but um you know <laughs> you just get to that point where you're like mm, i just don't know what is right anymore and we had that yeah. conversation today and talking yeah. about the show tonight so thank you for sharing your wisdom you and the work you do and wrapping it all around faith is very unique and helpful i'm sure so i appreciate all that you do Thank you for having me. All right. Thank you for your time. And Al, you're good? We're good. Good. So I will end the show like I always do with a saying that my grandfather used to tell us all the time. And he said, take time to stop and smell the roses. Mm -hmm. So until we meet again, take care. Mm